0: Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Punches and Punchlines. Join me, as always, my handsome co-host, Franco Campo bringing the laughs, doing all the the behind-the-scenes work. Uh, I appreciate him and the work he does. I appreciate you guys uh, subscribing and tuning in. This is fun to just chit-chat boxing, and, you know, it makes it more fun the more people that download and subscribe. You know, I've had a guy come up to me recently, like, oh, yeah, listen to the podcast. It's really good. So um, I appreciate that nice in-person feedback, too. So now what we have going on today, Franco, is we're going to cover a couple weekends' worth of boxing. Mm-hmm. uh we're gonna start with that card in new york city headlined by abraham nova and i got it here uh Oshaki. versus oh foster. foster yep yeah that was last week and then it would cover all the way back to anyway okay. naoya anyway's brother i'm sure anybody that's listened to an episode before has heard us gush over naoya anyway and for damn good reason like yeah if you still haven't youtubed naoya anyway do yourself a favor it's a joy but his brother Takuma in was fighting in the main event in japan just this past weekend and edgar berlanga made his uh dazone debut which uh i don't have dazone but i did check out the highlights so okay. we got a lot to cover
0: yeah we have a ton to cover and actually that's weird that you had an in-person interaction i also did Uh, but for completely different reasons, you know, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here before we break it up. But a coworker was talking about how they're having issues with cutting back on smoking. And Ah. I said, let me tell you about our sponsor. (laughs) And then I got to pitch it right there on the spot and they ordered and they used the punch 10 and I go, Hey, if, if the discount code does not work, let me know. And guess who's not going to be getting plugs anymore on our show. And it totally worked. It took 10 percent off. I was so impressed. So that was that was my only interaction with in person (laughs) stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just placed my order again yesterday and got the confirmation that it's already shipped and on its way. So uh, nice. Punch Ten works out there. For we'll we'll put it in the commercial right here, Franco. You brought it up uh, organically, so I'll just finish it off right here. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the people over at Zipix toothpicks, as Franco just mentioned. If you're looking to cut back on smoking, you're looking to quit smoking, whatever it is, they say zip more and smoke less. It's got I think two milligrams of nicotine, so it's not going to like burn your face off. There are some toothpicks out there that I have like five and six and that was way too much franco like i felt like my face was on fire this two milligrams is perfect you know it curbs the craving and yeah definitely helps me smoke less so it's pretty wonderful i'm ready to get into the action franco
0: yeah let's go on ahead and do it
1: He tells us all the time you can't play boxing and we prove them wrong every episode with our segment called playing boxing now on that oshecki foster versus nova what i'll say like get maybe into the main event first there was a great crowd in the theater at madison square garden yeah i absolutely if i was a boxer i would want to fight madison square Garden. it looks like just the coolest thing it is i don't know whether it's only here in the states that we hold it in such high regard but i've heard other people call it the mecca of boxing too like it's it really is a cool spot that you're gonna you know headline new york city and you're at the madison square garden Abraham Nova came in as the underdog on this Mm -hmm. and you can see why we've talked before that we love Abraham Nova. All right. Totally. He's got, he's got the cool, uh, blonde hair, like, uh, going back to, I think it was Demolition Man. Is that the movie? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and he's got the awesome blonde beard. He's just a fun dude. Like he's got his own mascot, you know, supernova. He's just a fun fighter. But Oshaki Foster is a better fighter. That's what I kind of learned by the end of this one. Nova gave it his all. He had heart, and he was close in skill. By the end of this, when they said Oshaki Foster won, I had no argument against it.
0: Yeah, it was a split decision. And, I mean, I could see how it would be so close. The one judge had it 115-112. Other one, 113-114 reversed, where they had Nova taking it. Right, for Nova. And then the last one was 116-111 for Oshaki. And I agree with you on this one. I thought Oshaki just looked better. Not that Abraham Nova looked bad. It was a good fight. It was two dudes that were really going at it. Nova was a little bit wild, I thought. A lot of his punches were very open and kind of looked playground style. Also, did a lot more holding than Oshaki did. But when Oshaki was landing, I was like, holy shit, it looked so heavy. And Nova landed some big hits too. I Still love Abraham Nova. I think Oshaki Foster deserved this win. It was a good fight. I wouldn't even be mad if they ran this one back and do it again. It was a good enough fight. It wasn't earth shattering, but the amount of abuse that these two dudes were taking, there was a couple big hits in there where I was like, oh shit, here we go. And then nothing happened.
1: In the seventh, when the crowd is chanting Nova, you know, Mm -hmm. you hear the good Nova Nova going on and then Foster lands like the best punch of the fight in the middle of that chant and to nova's credit he took it well but you could see that it was up until that point it was the most clean shot i was like oh that is the shot of the fight right now and then they called it a slip in the 12th Mm -hmm. when it was a knockdown dude like in real time i was like oh was it a knockdown was it you know but they wave it off you know, like even my notes, I put knockdown uh, question mark. And then after I saw the replay, I'm like, oh, for sure. That was a goddamn knockdown. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a cool main event going on before that main event happened. I can't say that I loved uh, a ton of it. You know, before the co-main event, it was Chevalier versus Cortez. And while that was going on, they showed a picture and picture of Abraham Nova and his mascot shadow boxing which god damn it espn (laughs) stop with the pitcher and pitcher cortez wins with the tko in the fourth chevalier corner knew that he it wasn't his night he was not as good as cortez just like getting his ass kicked bruce carrington was beating the shit out of torres that just eats it in the fourth on what was deemed the undercard for that fight guido Vianello was the last so like the main event of the undercard if that's uh if that's such a thing it was it was a shit show man yeah uh, that's the best way i can absolutely describe it like this just started out bad and got worse all right like guido Vianello lands a knockout punch and the ref calls it a slip within the first couple (laughs) seconds of this fight the ref calls it a slip it wasn't a slip the dude was basically knocked out But because it was called a slip, the ref was just giving him all the time in the world to recover and Mm -hmm. get his shit straight. He could have given him a week. He wasn't going to be all right. Like, wherever he is now, two weeks later, he's still not feeling right. Because maybe after that one, he would have been. But the ref let him get knocked down four more times Yeah, in that first round. Like, total of five times this guy hits the mat. And he's getting hit by this giant Italian, you know, Roman soldier-looking dude. It just was let go on way too long. This was... I don't know whether this was just a get right fight that they were feeding this dude to Guido Vianello, Moses Thunderhands Johnson. Maybe he does have thunder in his hands, but he, he didn't land a punch. So we, we're we not sure whether that's the truth. I know there was a lot of thunder when he hit the mat. So maybe yeah.
0: he's thunder ass too. Yeah, it was horrible. It was, uh, there should be charges pressed against the referee because the amount of damage that Moses was taking, That first punch that landed that totally rung his bell. You saw his eyes looking in different directions. Dude was a mess. He was on the floor. And the fact that the referee was the only person in the building that did not see that big punch come in and knock him out. He sent him back to Egypt. That's how hard Moses got hit. He was, he went back through the Red Sea backwards and landed back in Egypt with the Pharaoh. It was horrible. The fact that he let it keep going, even Guido Was looking over at him like, you know, when an MMA fighter knocks a guy down, but then doesn't ground and pound, he just kind of stops. And they're like, oh, such sportsmanship. Guido could have done that here and just stopped and looked at the ref and been like, can't hit this guy anymore. (laughs) He's he's clearly out. Like, what are you trying to do here? It was that was bad. I thought Guido, you know, Guido is one of those guys that he had the one loss. He had the one draw. And in both instances, he didn't look great. I I don't know. Was he good here or was Moses just that terrible? Moses did not look ready to fight. He kept trying to hug. He tried to spear him at the beginning and then Guido just murdered him. So yeah, that one was bad, but I did Bruce Shushu Carrington, even though you refuse to say the greatest nickname in boxing, It's the dumbest nickname. (laughs) Not ever, but it's not good. Go ahead. I I thought Shushu looked great in this fight. I thought he looked really, really good against Bernard Angelo Torres I was really impressed. I thought that the fight was going to go the distance. I did not think that it was going to end up in a knockout. And then, man, was I proven wrong. I will never doubt Shushu again. In my head, I was like, oh, this is me being smarter than everybody else because Bernard Angelo Torres, he doesn't get knocked out. And then, uh, holy shit, was I so wrong. I thought it would go the distance and Shushu would win. And he absolutely lit this dude up. It was a great knockout. And to be honest, I'm looking forward to seeing. I think Shushu has a really high ceiling right now. And I'm looking forward to seeing where else he goes. Without a doubt, because Torres was not there was no quit in his game like he
1: hung for as long as he could and then he just kissed the mat in that fourth and it was literally all right that yeah it was like all right that's enough like it's so uh carrington looked fantastic uh another guy that looked great uh early on this card i thought was tiger johnson tiger johnson oh yeah comes out scores a a knockdown right away in the Mm -hmm. er, early in the first round and then smells blood and just attacks We've seen him hang back before and be a little too patient. This time, he was not patient at all. And just the ref stops it there on the first. It was over. One of the fights that I took a lot of notes on was Cedeno versus Todd. I don't know whether you saw that yeah. one. Now, what I just wrote down early, I was like, Todd is just not as good. All right? Cedeno had every aspect to his game was plus. Not Maybe not awesome or worldly, but he was in the plus on every spot of you know, his footwork. His power is, you know, his jab, his movement, everything was above average. And Todd had just like a lot of heart going for him. That's it. <laughs> and what was even worse is Todd's corner wasn't watching the same fight as everybody else. Because like even the announcers are like, "Oh, they got to call this pretty soon." And then Todd's corner is like telling them, "Like, oh, you're do- you're doing great. You're you're doing fine." And they're like, "Hey, is your guy okay?" He's like, "Yeah, he's great." I'm like, no, he's not, man. Like you're. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing while the fight's going on? Because you're clearly not watching your boxer. Maybe he got their trunks mixed up. He's like, yeah, my that's my guy, right? Oh, no. I had this guy? Oh, shit. I should have stopped this a long time ago. But, yeah. you know, credit to Todd for trying to stick with it. But uh, the ref stops it in the fifth. And all Todd was doing was taking a beating. He's a yeah. tough dude.
0: Give him the due credit. But it went on longer than it needed. Yuri Sedeno looks great. Now, which, so I don't have my notes in front of me, but I do remember which fights were which. The only thing I can't remember which fight was the one where ESPN did like a ring corner thing where there was no announcers and all they had was the two corners mic'd up and they were talking during the entire fight, but there was no commentary. There was, it was just the guys from the corners.
1: It was Flaherty versus Baptiste.
0: Okay. I really liked that, but I did too but i was confused like my adhd was having problems where i'm listening to both corners and i realized i not even looking at the fight anymore i'm like yeah listening to these just watching assholes, the managers you know but i i um, really liked it
1: yeah they've done that before and i do enjoy it as well you know especially when the trainer has something to say like the one guy that they did it he just kept screaming water bag i still don't know what the hell that means <laughs> but it's stuck in my head for whatever that dude was trying to say on the first fight Here's the best thing that I saw in the past couple of weeks of boxing. First fight on this card from New York city was Gonzalez versus Stanford. I don't even know. It was, it ended up going unanimous decision for Gonzalez. It was yeah. kind of a, a nothing fight, but there was a guy in the third row with binoculars. All right. What? <laughs> like, just <laughs> watching the fight through binoculars. And this is the first bite of the televised card that nobody's in front of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's sitting there with binoculars, like he's practicing for his creepiness at after fright. fight. You know what I mean? It was like, what are you doing? There's nobody blocking you. You're a weirdo. So, uh, yeah, that was the weirdest thing that I saw over the past couple of weeks. Did you see any of the uh, highlights from DAZN from the last week?
0: I Berlanga in- or...
1: No, no, no. The the previous week, same weekend as uh, New York City.
0: No, is dead to me.
1: (laughs) All right. I don't blame you, but uh, Curiel versus Nanchinga. Nanchinga scores the 10th round knockout. It probably should have been stopped earlier. Thursday, Garcia versus La Zodata, Lozada in the first round. Dude takes a shot right to the chin and just crumbles like a marionette. It was, <laughs> you know, it was absolutely worth watching the the highlights of it. And then our guy Jojo Diaz was the main oh. event on that. Yep. There was good action for he lost, right? Yeah, he did lose. Uh 9694 for Perez, 9594 for Diaz, and 9990 for Perez. What was kind of interesting in that one, JoJo throws the guy through the ropes in the fifth. Like, they get a tangle up, ref calls for a stop, and he just throws him. And the ref right away grabbed his arms like, one point for throwing. I was like, all right, way to handle your business right away. But here's one of my favorite fights that I had seen in the last, on as, at least from watching the zone highlights. There was a card in Detroit, February 20th. It was Harrington versus Holmes. So you're going to have to watch this one, Franco. Okay. Uh, because a perfectly, just a perfectly placed left hand, right on the chin. Harrington gets to his feet, but he's not right. You know what I mean? Like you've you've seen this movie play out before. Mm-hmm. And not even 30 seconds later, he he hits the mat again again hits it a third time and then the ref waves it off but it was one of those ones where it was such a beautiful one punch knockdown that he wasn't right he might have, he got to his feet but it was it was already over at that point point. and then yeah we kind of fast forward to well you want to talk berlenga now since we're talking to zone anyway all I saw was sure. about 30 seconds for the highlights, and it looked like they put him in against the guy with an undefeated record, but was smaller and not fast. Let's just say that. So Mm -hmm. the result of that fight, Berlengo gets his knockout again. And now somehow he's the WBA mandatory for the 168-pound belt. Um, Yeah. And then news broke today that Canelo Alvarez is no longer with PBC. So he's looking to come back to matchroom and DAZN. Oh, no. My pick for Cinco de Mayo weekend will be Berlanga versus Canelo. We'll see whether I'm right. I hope I'm wrong. I'd still like to see Berlanga or not Berlanga, but Benavides. But it's not going to happen. He was Benavides is with PBC, and he just left there, so that ship has sailed, I believe. Yeah, it it didn't look like anything great from Berlanga. It looked like they wanted to make sure he was in position to get the Canela fight, and they made sure that that happened. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know why Canelo doesn't just run stuff himself. Like, it can't be that hard to hire some people and just put together your own shows. I think he
1: is running this stuff himself. He just, you know, got guys shuffling papers. Eddie's got to shuffle papers for him, and that's all that's really going on. Um, Yeah, don't
0: give them the money. Just take all the money yourself. Help, record (laughs) it yourself. Set up a couple iPads. You're like, hey, here's the login. Send me your monies. And then that's it. He can buy Mexico by the end of the month.
1: I watched that whole card from Japan, from Japan, and I really loved it. Uh, the first fight was, was fine. It was Mexico versus Japan. And I was wondering, yeah. I'm like, how is Franco gonna b- decide this one? What is he gonna? Who's he rooting for?
0: I hate, I hate when they do that because I really usually am torn. But, uh, the way that I figure it out, it's based off of where they're at. So I was going Japan. Nice idea. Yeah. It's, uh, cause then I'm like, you know what? I, then I won't be, I, I just want the Mexican guy to put up a good fight. Like, oh, there. Put on a good show, get your ass beat. You can lose, the crowd will cheer. You go get some good ramen, you know, like go explore Japan. And, and they paid for your trip to go there. That it all works out in the end.
1: Yeah. Cause to this was Tanaka versus Bakasegua. And to Bakasegua's credit, he was getting his ass kicked toward the second half of this fight. It was closer early, but then the second half, like he was running on fumes. But still not backing down. It was good action. I would watch another Baca Segua fight because the dude didn't quit. He kept trying to win, just didn't have enough to to beat Naka. Alejandro Santiago versus Junta Naka, Junto Nakatani was a joy. Did you watch yes. that one? Yeah, yeah, and the,
0: yeah, that was a good one. I really did like that one, and you know. <sighs> Nakatani is a little, it's a little dude. Uh, all of these guys are little, but I feel like Japanese sports in general right now, this is their renaissance. This is their golden era. Like you've got Shohei Otani, you've got both Inoue brothers. How many belts do Japanese guys have? I feel like the Japanese are the new filipinos where they're just racking up belts and looking amazing doing it it's it's really cool and i'm i'm liking that it isn't just one dude like it's not like it's just anyway all these japanese boxers are coming in they're all tiny but they look great and i thought i thought nakatani Uh, lived up to it for me.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. And the most important thing is none of them have a regular belt. So that's absolutely (laughs) important. Nakatani was controlling the distance early. And then that kind of continued out throughout the fight where Santiago was having flashes of success, but didn't win a round. And I love that in Japan, they have open scoring. So they didn't go like, well, we're not sure who's up. They knew Nakatani yeah. was up because they announced the goddamn scores. Like, that should be everywhere. But Nakatani gets the knockdown in the sixth, uh, knockdown again soon after, and then Santiago's Corner just calls it off. But that brings us to our main event, Franco. This was Takuma Inue versus Jerwin Achanhas. Yeah, uh, Another Southpaw versus Orthodox, where Inue was the Orthodox fighter. And Ancajas was the Southpaw. Those can be a shit show, but this was this was good action. These dudes were concentrating on the body like there was like bonus money in each other's <laughs> belly. Like it was so crazy how they were just hammering away. You know, they'd go a minute without throwing a punch to the head. It was so nuts, like how concentrated they were on the belly. And then finally, Takuma, anyway, ends this with a body shot in the ninth. And Akahas hits the mat, and I know that face that he made, Franco. All right. When I was in high school, I got into a scooter accident. All right. Where I, I lost control. All right. I lost balance on the bike. And then I sideswiped a car, a parked car. Oh, no. And guess Wait, what? wait, wait. Like a motorized scooter, like a Vespa type scooter? Like a Honda scooter. Okay. <laughs> right. And what knocked me off of the scooter was, the side mirror of the car. All right. So I'm going, you know, 35 miles an hour. I catch this side mirror in the gut. And that's exactly how Ancajas looked. <laughs> he looked like he had just got into a scooter accident. And I was like, Oh, I know that feeling, dude. You're Just stay down for a couple minutes. Uh, you're not going to beat a 10 count. Don't even give it a shot.
0: Yeah. The look on his face. I don't think he, even if he tried, he couldn't have gotten back up because it was one of those delayed reaction body shot knockdowns where like it hits him, takes a beat, kind of like, oh, geez. And then he goes down. Yeah. But when he went down, oh, my God, the the pain and suffering in his face. It's the same face I make when I watch Pixar movies and I'm just ugly crying because they got me again. They always get me. It was great. And you're right. The body shots were awesome. I love good body shots like a shot to the head is always cool and it gets you out of your seat or whatever but a body shot is just so disrespectful and so shitty because you see the dude is you know we've said it all the time where he's fully aware of what's going on and when he ate that one you just saw his hopes and dreams all the hard work he had put into his camp all of it was right there in his eyes as he went down and just watched his dreams slip away Looked like he had his soul knocked out of his asshole yeah like it was you know, like that's it was so brutal yeah i I loved it now this is the same brother that we've seen before right but usually he's way down on the under Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what i thought i yeah. thought he looked great here he really
1: did so this was it was yeah it was a joy to watch him and a nice main event that was ready for me there saturday morning when i woke up Couldn't have enjoyed anything more with my cup of coffee. So that was, uh, yeah, that was a treat. Speaking of treats, we got Amanda Serrano next weekend, headlining 12 three-minute rounds for her her, uh, three belts at featherweight. Uh, I won't watch that live because it's not on a network I have. But there is (laughs) fights over on ESPN where we have Raymond Ford versus Kolomatov. I'm going to go with that. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Motorback. Louisa yeah that too. Luis Alberto Lopez versus Abe or abe Ryan Norman jr. yeah. so there's some there's some stuff next weekend,
0: yeah. the other stuff I don't know what channel I don't know that we'll be able to watch it. It's on ProBox TV and Channel 5 in the UK. So some right. of the stuff might be a little bit hard to watch. But I, I do want to see that uh, ESPN card, that Luis Alberto Lopez fight. I don't know who I'm going to bet on because I do like Lopez, but he's going up against the Japanese guy. We just said they're taking all the belts. So I don't know that I'll put money on that one Uh, because let me tell you, the last two weeks, my gambling has gone very, very bad with boxing. Well, I think we should do come back for the people uh,
1: next week for the action from March 2nd weekend. Uh, Because we got that full card on ESPN March 2nd, and we'll be able to check the highlights of Amanda Serrano. Because then the following weekend, we have a card on March 7th, I think that's a Thursday, uh, on ESPN, the Anthony Joshua versus Francis Nagano. Xiao Zhang versus Joseph Parker, all on pay-per-view. So maybe we can watch that. But then there's also a card on March 8th from Nicaragua on ESPN. So it looks like that following weekend is really packed. So let's maybe come back next week, unless there's just nothing to talk about next week. You know, like if the, the two cards suck, then we, we won't come back. Because like I've said before, we appreciate you listening. We don't want to come back with just garbage and, you know, bluff your nuts, uh, <laughs> you know, if we had stuff that we're excited about, you know, like a guy sitting in the third row with his fucking binoculars like a creep, you know, we'll we'll report back to you. But download and subscribe when the new episodes come out. You'll be the first one to know about it. That's the beautiful thing, isn't it, Franco?
0: It is. It is. And there were some things to make fun of. There were also some things where I was like, ah, I'm just I'm not even going to comment on it. Like one of the boxers, I can't remember which one it was, had the most gorgeous trainer. There was a lot of like female trainers on that ESPN card uh, mm-hmm. with the Abraham Nova one but there was one where I was like oh I'm I'm glad my wife isn't in the room isn't in the room <laughs> because I would totally tell her how I'd leave her for that trainer that's how gorgeous this lady was but yeah if there's nothing to talk about or if everything is like just super boring fights sometimes it is funny to make fun of the bad stuff right but but at the same time it's kind of like you can only beat a dead horse so much and if if it's lame and there's nothing to really talk about then yeah we'll just skip it so yeah we'll yeah. kind of play it by ear with these right if we got enough
1: content to bring you an episode we'll certainly do it appreciate you listening appreciate you subscribing i appreciate uh i appreciate even more if you've left us a review i haven't checked so uh, maybe there's one there waiting for me frank i'll go check uh when we hang up here and uh yeah if you don't have anything else i'm throwing in the towel
0: Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.